the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The word to stand on for life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call-in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the word to your daily life. Celebrating our 10th year of ministry on AM 630 The Word. Visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. because I wasn't prepared for that introduction. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas, and this is The Word to Stand On for Life, a program dedicated to taking your phone calls, answering your Bible questions, questions about stuff going on in your life, anything that's on your heart. All you need to do is to call us, 210-340-9585. If you're outside the local San Antonio area, you can call toll-free at 877-630-KSLR. That's 630 You can email questions to us by emailing questions at calvarysa.com or you can use our free Calvary Chapel of San Antonio mobile app. If you are driving in your car, the safest way to call is to use the free KSLR mobile app. Just hit the call now banner at the top of your screen and you'll be connected directly to our studio producer. It's the date day edition. It's Thursday. I was so flummoxed by that introduction that I... I didn't even say, welcome to the day-to-day edition of the show, which means Paula's live in studio with me. Welcome to the show, Paula. Thank you, sweetie. Hey, congratulations and happy anniversary, happy birthday, whatever you want to call this. Ten years. Yeah. And you know, the producers, they're all excited, you know, because they, they want to surprise <laughs> you. know, They want to surprise you with, with that, that voice of KSLR. And, um, thank you. Just thank you guys for wanting to do that. That's yeah, it. on the 9th, we, it'll be actually the day we, we began this program mm-hmm. 10 years ago. And uh, I looked at, at the, the numbers that, that our producer gave us, mm-hmm. and it's um, over 2,100 and some odd shows. And uh, we're just grateful to God. And uh, it's a good opportunity for you and for me, Paula, to say mm-hmm. thank you to the audience, yeah. those of you, yeah. many of you who've been listening for the entire time and uh, new people that are coming in listening all the time. Uh, we're doing this for you. We're grateful to the Lord for the opportunity that He's given us. And uh, it is truly an honor that you would take the time out of your day and uh, tune in to AM630 The Word and listen to our program. Yeah. Okay, enough about me. <laughs> okay, so now all about me. Yeah, it's, you, Paul's yeah, day. yeah, it's your day. You've been gone for a couple of weeks. Haven't been on the air. You've probably got a lot of stuff stored up. Well, so I heard you say that on the radio yesterday. It's like she gonna just take over this mic. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I, I'm actually planning on a little nap. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, well, everybody. Well, anybody who has been listening for a while knows that we just returned from vacation. And what a great time that was. You know, I know you love me and I know you like me, but it's kind of nice to be able to just hang out with each other, like not just on Thursday or Sunday after third service, but all day, every day. And um, and you didn't get tired of me. That's the miracle. No, I didn't get tired of you at all. <laughs> no. In fact, um, it was just really a good time. I'm not nearly as, as dark as I thought I was going to be, Pastor Ron. We were there at the beach, but... 
I don't know. I don't think I even put my bathing suit on one time. But we were outside. I noticed that. <laughs> Good thing you didn't say anything because I probably would have felt bad. Uh, but anyway, uh, you know, I was I wanted to thank the many people who prayed for us because we had no travel issues. None. I mean, we even got good seats. Um, no, we landed. We took off early. We landed early. Coming and going. Come, yeah. And the whole time, you know, people are talking about flights being canceled and delayed and stuff. I'm like, Lord, you know we don't handle that kind of stuff real well. No. We were on Jesus Airlines, Paul. That's what it was. Evidently, <laughs> because I am grateful. So, um, but before we left, several people had come up to me and said, um, either they said it or in the prayer, you know, on Saturday prayer time, that um, saying of our son Terry that they believed God was going to move on his heart while we were there. And so many, many years ago, I would go to um, our one of our first elders here, Mr. Rick, you know, and I would say, Rick. Know he was our first. Yeah. And still is elding. Yeah. <laughs> I would say, Rick, please pray for me because... I don't want to go there with my own agenda. I already got a plan that I want to say to my kids that they will get saved, but you know, I don't want it to I don't want Paula to go in in Paula's strength. If the Lord gives opportunity, I want to be available on and on. And so, you know, not be all stressed out like as soon as I see them, I'm gonna give them the gospel. And, <laughs> and before I come back from this trip, they're gonna be saved. You know, you know the, the audiences know a little bit about your history. You know, you always feel like, okay, it's up to me. I got to do something, and, and you probably tackle them yeah. with the gospel. You need Jesus. You need to get yeah, saved. Yeah, and, yeah. And we, we, you know, your heart's in the right place. We want our kids to be saved. <laughs> and Terry, our our youngest, is not yet saved. He's not yet saved. And um, um, we want him in heaven. Yeah. And so every opportunity we get to spend. Some time with him, and this year we actually got to spend some time with him and our oldest granddaughter, his his daughter Asia. Yeah, and we got to spend some time with them. Uh, Asia now works in the summer for her dad. Yeah, and so we get to go to work lunch with them. It was yeah. really cool. <laughs> it was so sweet. Well, uh, talking about you know uh, thinking that God's going to work on on his heart. Well, he came the second time to visit with us, and that's when he brought. His son, who's the youngest of their three children, and we're, you know, we're sitting around and talking, and I think you guys are watching, um, pardon the interruption, you know, sports cast show that I really enjoy watching with you as well. But Anderson, who's nine, says to me, Grandma, come take a walk with me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, where you want to go? So, you know, he's nine. And so we're like, but he he is he's really smart. He's got yeah. a vocabulary that blows me away, mm-hmm. and he's so thoughtful. Mm-hmm. And um, it's like talking to a thirty-year-old. Yeah. Um, so for him to say, "Grandma, let's take a walk," mm-hmm. kind of made me nervous. Tell you the truth. Yeah. What you gonna talk about? Yeah. <laughs> so we got we. I put my shoes on and we're going for a walk, and um, we're not we're not a hundred yards. I don't think maybe fifty yards from the front door. And he says to me, Grandma, let me, Grandma, um, is heaven really real? Because nobody who's died could come back and tell us, you know? And I was like, I was kind of thrown off a little bit, not thinking he's going to ask me that. And yet, oh, we didn't, you wouldn't have expected him to talk about Jesus. No, not at else. all. Yeah. Because what I what I said is, oh yeah, somebody has gone to heaven and he came back and he said, you know, I've seen things that God says I'm not permitted to tell. That's the Apostle Paul. Um, but Jesus, Jesus came from there and he went back there and he's going to come again, you know. And so, I mean, all of a sudden I'm like, hey, <laughs> <laughs> the Lord is working. Sometimes he comes through the back door, the little, little nine-year-old, you know. So I, I'm just totally thrown off by this, and then, and, but and thankful at the same time. So I said, "Well, you know, if you would read your Bible, don't you have one?" Yeah, I have one. But then he says this: "Actually, <laughs> just like actually, Grandma, I've only read maybe two lines in the Bible." And man, Ron, I wish I would have thought to ask him. <laughs> Which which two lines did he read? But you know, you 
lot of times you miss those opportunities. And when you're sleeping in the middle of the night, you're like, why didn't I ask him? <laughs> What's too late? Anyway, so um, then, then he says, um, so when you read the Bible, does it really, do you, does he talk to you? I was like, yeah. I said, you know what he tells me? How oh, beautiful I am, there is no flaw in me. And you actually hear him talk, Grandma? Well, no, not really. I don't hear him talk like you and I are talking, but in my mind and in my heart, he's he's speaking to me. Plus, he tells me if I'm in his word, that's how he speaks. And so, I, I, again, I said, you need to read your Bible. I said, don't you guys go to church anymore? He said, well, we used to, but... Actually, Grandma, <laughs> we haven't been there for at least two years, you know. And he says the only time yeah, I... They, they were going fairly regularly before COVID, yeah. and I think they just stopped yeah. altogether, obviously. Yeah. yeah, mostly with Mom, not so much with our son. Um, but uh, he says, actually, though, really the last time I remember being at church, I was about three. He's nine now, so that's going way back, you know. I was about three, I, I think, or so. And you know those little pamphlets that are in the back of the chair, you know, that's in front of you? He said, I, I pulled one of those out, and I was looking at it, and I said something, but I found out what I said was, they said, well, that's, um, what's the word he used? Disrespectful. That's disrespectful. And so he said, that's what I remember about church. And I was like, oh, man. Jesus says, suffer not the little children to come unto me, you know. So I said, don't blame people for, you know, being kind of ugly sometimes. We want kids really to to be quiet and pay attention and not disturb us, you know. I said, but that's, that wasn't Jesus. And so then he, we started talking about, um, well, you and Grandpa, you guys go all the time. I was like, he's the pastor. <laughs> <laughs> and then I told him about how smart God is. I said, Anderson, I don't know if you know that your grandpa and I, we didn't know each other, you know, and we weren't Christians at the beginning. I said, but the day he came to my front door, I heard the voice say to me, this is the one for life. I said, I didn't belong to Jesus. I knew about him, but I didn't belong to Jesus. But he cared so much for me that he went out of his way to talk to me. Again, he said, you actually heard him? I said, again, no. I didn't hear him, but I just it was in my heart and in my mind that your grandpa was the one. And I said, Anderson, he said, what? I said, because <laughs> <laughs> he, he's really in He just listened every word. And I said, God is so smart, Anderson. It's been more than 52 years since that day. I think God knows. And this September will be our 50th wedding anniversary. He's like, oh, my, that is amazing, Grandma. <laughs> I say, you t- I'm telling you. And then I thought, you know what? I don't know how it really happened when we got married. And all of a sudden, he's like, what? I said, I don't know if your grandpa asked me to marry him or I just said, hey, are you going to marry me or what? And he goes, we got to find out. He couldn't hardly wait to get back to, <laughs> to the condo to ask you how did that go. And then we were talking about, so, Grandma, when, when things get difficult, what do you do? I said, good question. My whole life, Anderson, um, I don't know my whole life, but when I was about your age, my brother and I would get picked up to go to this little vacation Bible school. And I learned the song. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. I say, have you heard that song? He goes, yeah, I've heard that song once or twice. He's so like, yeah. matter of fact, you know, it's like, I've heard it like once or twice, going with the story of Grandma, basically. Mm. <laughs> 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 and uh, I said, every time I would get like real scared or sad, that song, I would hear it. He said, how would you hear it? I said, I could hear it playing in my head. And it was like the Lord was saying, I'm right here. You don't have to be afraid. Now, remember, I'm still not a Christian. And yet the Lord was trying to talk to me, trying to woo me to himself, just like he's doing with you. That's why you have these questions. 
you know, and he's like, oh, kind of. Paul, share the, the part about him asking about, does God know his future? Oh, yeah. Um, he says, he asked me, so does God know everything after, you know, cause when I said we're, we've been together 52 and a half years, I think God knows. You know, he says, so does God know everything? I said, yeah. Does he know my future? I said, yeah. In fact, he knew you and I were going to be walking on this beach today, and we were going to be having this conversation. He not only knows about this day, he knows every day of your life. He knew you before you were even born. And he's just like, you know, he's kind of shaking his head and so, like, interested. Um, I said, he's, he's omnipresent. He's walking with us. He's so pleased with us having this conversation right now, Anderson. And because um, I was kind of thrown off by this conversation, I've been praying in my head, Lord, you got to give me the right words to say. Because <laughs> this young man is seriously asking these questions. You've set this appointment up. It was a divine appointment. And so before we left for California, I was praying. Well, I told you, Lord, I want my kids and my grandkids saved. And that I'm having this conversation with my grandson. because, And then I told him the story. I said, you know, the one time we were, I told him, I said, do you remember the pictures that we took on the beach like nine years ago when you were a little baby? And you, you don't remember, but you've seen that picture. <clears throat> we were supposed to have church that day. And because we couldn't, because the photographer's dad got sick and he couldn't take the pictures on Saturday, we had those pictures taken on a Sunday. And so you were too little to have spent the night with us, but um, Asia, I, and Yana spent the night with Grandpa and I at the condo. And when we couldn't have church, the girl said, well, we got a pastor. <laughs> <laughs> and Grandma, you can sing some of your church songs, and we'll be the, we'll be the congregation. We'll be the church. Okay. So I th- really think that's how Church on the Beach started. Yeah, it is. Okay. And so I said, so Grandpa did this. We, the girls and I, we sang some songs. You know, they tried to come along with what I was singing. And then Grandpa did the study. And then your sister, Asia, says, So, Grandpa, Yana's a Christian, and she's going to go to heaven. But I'm not a Christian, Grandpa. Does that mean I'm going to go to the other place? <laughs> and so this is, all, this is nine years ago. And so Asia is... 17 now. So, she, what, 11? And so, um, Grandpa didn't just say, yeah, you're going to hell. He says, let's open the Bible and see what Jesus says about that. And he says, you know, you must be born again. Otherwise, in no way will you enter the kingdom of God. And so, I said, she said, well, you'd have to be stupid (laughs) <laughs> That's, that was your words too yeah you'd have to be stupid not to want to go to heaven and so what do I have to do grandpa so grandpa let her in the in the sinner's prayer because we all are sinners and he's like what I said yeah I said I'm a sinner to this day but I'm a saved sinner because I belong to Jesus he knows I'm never going to be perfect until I'm with him in heaven you know he's I said because people still exaggerate and if you exaggerate that's a lie people still are selfish you know there's there's one cookie and there's two people <laughs> somebody's gonna go down <laughs> um he says we all do that i said yeah we do we all do that but those are the things that'll keep us away from jesus unless you ask him into your heart and i know everybody's out there holding their breath did he get saved did he get saved no but he's really close. Well, it's just it's just interesting, you know. We pray for our our sons and their wives, um, and God is working on the kids. Yep. And uh, our son Terry doesn't know it yet, but God's got him in His sights, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and uh, we just hope that it doesn't. Have to, he's a nice, nice man. Oh my goodness! He's yeah. a great husband and a great dad, mm-hmm. but he needs Jesus. Yep. And and God's working on him, and He's going to do it. I think it, it appears through the kids. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. yeah, it was a good time. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a good, good time. time. We got to spend some time with our. Let me tell uh, one more thing because okay. Anderson cracked up at this. So you you lead Asia to the Lord, and tell her you know you may not feel any different, and and you don't really understand much, but it's it's going to be up to you 
eventually to pursue the Lord and get in his word and know who he is. And so we send him Bibles and all that kind of stuff. Um, but this is the funny part, Anderson. I am sitting there, and of course she's younger than Asia, but she said, hey, I said the prayer too, so I'm a Christian too. <laughs> he just started laughing, but he couldn't only wait to get back to find out who did the proposal. <laughs> and he, it seemed like he wanted to talk about our conversation because I told his dad, well, as we were all four of us sitting down eating dinner at the table, I said, you know, Anderson was asking us, asking me some questions about heaven and God. And all he said was, yeah, Anderson asks a lot of questions. Yeah. So that was kind of the end of that conversation. But the Lord is working. God's working. Mm-hmm. He always hears our prayers. If you've got any questions for Paula, 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Um, Paula, we, we got to spend some time actually in the Word with our with Ronnie oh, and his my. daughter, Ileana. Yeah, so the prayer is, Lord, I want my kids and my grandkids saved. So Ronnie, uh, usually they come to church at the beach. Well, this that one weekend that we're there, he was the best man in his best friend's wedding. So they didn't come and stay at the condo with us. We get a two-bedroom, sort of, kind of, for them to stay with us. But actually, I, we got to have two bathrooms. So. <laughs> <laughs> the truth be told, it was like, well, okay. But anyway, uh, so they didn't get to come um, and visit with us and stay with us for the weekend. But he came on Monday and brought Yana, his daughter, Yeah, she's 17, Mm -hmm. too. Soccer star. Yeah, she's a big soccer star. She's getting recruited by Mm. D1 colleges Mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You know, she's smart. She's beautiful. She's athletic. She's tall. She is. She's tall. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know where they got that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) She's tall. She's taller than her her mom and dad, almost, I think. Anyway, um, so they come and... We weren't sure they were going to spend the night or anything. We didn't find out they were going to spend the night until it was, like, getting dark. So and Ronnie says, I said, no, I said, are you staying? He said, yeah. I was like, oh. Yana said, well, I brought stuff to stay. Yeah. <laughs> I was planning on it the whole time. So anyway, they spent the night yeah, Where they us. live, it's 115 degrees yeah. in Palm Desert, California. Yeah, yeah. So they, they were thrilled to be at the beach. And he's a tennis uh, pro, and so he had a... He did have a session the next day, but he called. It was just one in the morning, and that's the only time he can, he can teach in the morning because it's 115. So anyway, he, he canceled that one appointment and made it for the next day. And uh, So when we woke up the next morning, you know, our normal routine is we're sitting down, we're going to read the Bible. And he saw that we were going to start our Bible study, and he jumped up, tripped over a bag almost to go find his bag, for to get his, his iPad Bible app. And he comes back, and he's so excited, he goes, uh, I just tripped over the bag I'm looking for. <laughs> so he got his iPad out, and we... Um, we he, he actually asked us if he could if he could be in our Bible study. Yeah. And it, so said, Is it okay? Course. Is it okay if I join you in your Bible study? Is it okay? The prayer... No, I didn't tell him the prayer was. Well, well, he's, he's a believer. He's a believer. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it was really, I mean, I almost started crying, you know. And we went through the study, and you kept making me stop at certain sections of reading to explain what was being said. And then he would ask questions, and you would give answers, and I'm just thinking in my head, Lord, this is just the Arbor threesome. We are, I've always prayed for the Arbor foursome because we always, the four of us used to go golfing on Christmas morning while the turkey was cooking because he could play, I guess, for free, right? And so I was thinking, Lord, this is so, you're so good. You don't forget. You you just don't forget anything, Lord. And so, well, he, he had a lot of questions, and the questions um, revealed that he'd been reading his Bible. Yeah. And, um, you know, unfortunately, I'm his church. He, he, he and his family watch online here. And I keep telling him, you got to get involved in church. At one point, he asked me, he said, so, Dad, how do I know what spiritual gifts I have? Yeah. And I said, Ronnie, you're not going to like my answer, but you, you won't know because you're not involved in a church. 
where God wants to use your spiritual gifts. Mm-hmm. So you've got to be involved in a church. And as you're faithful to use, uh, to serve the Lord, being a blessing to others, this mm-hmm. isn't about you, mm-hmm. uh, then God will, will let you know what your gifts are, and he will give you more gifts when you're faithful with the gifts that he's given you. Uh-huh. And I, I just, Ronnie, this isn't about you. And I think one of the problems that we have in our Western culture with Christianity, Paul, is we, we think that Jesus is there for us when it's just the opposite. We're there for him. Now, when we serve for others, when we're doing what he wants us to do, um, um, make no mistake, he pours out his blessings. He pours himself out in us and through us. Mm-hmm. But our motive can't be to be blessed. Lord, show me who needs to be blessed. Yeah. Show me who I can help, who I can pray for, who I can encourage or, yeah. or exhort. Mm-hmm. And if we do that, mm-hmm. then uh, then you're going to find out you have all kinds of spiritual gifts. And he shook his head and he goes, wow, that's hard. Mm. And I said, Ronnie, there's just too much you in you. Yeah. you got to get rid of you. Yeah. Do you have enough faith to believe that if you find your life, you'll lose it? If you lose it for Jesus, you'll find it. <laughs> and he was shaking his head. Hey, we've got 30 minutes left in the Date Day Edition program. We would love your live calls and questions. 340-9585. We'll be back in two minutes. Welcome back to The Word to Stand On for Life, celebrating our 10th year of ministry on AM 630, The Word. We're taking your calls at 210-340-9585. Now, here's Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome back to the second half of our Date Day Edition show. I'm so grateful to the KSLR staff. Uh, for for arranging um, that introduction uh, departure from our normal one, uh, just they're they're I think they're happy that we've been on for ten years and we're thrilled. So to KSLR Chad, thank you, Chris, Mark, and David, our producers, thank you, and Roland, you're the one who made all of this uh, happen uh, by 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 setting up our equipment here in the studio, so I didn't have to drive to the Ooh, to the radio station. You're my favorite. So thank you very very much. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and a dear friend, the man who's always been in my heart, Barry Bess, who has been such a big part of this program from the beginning and uh, who himself has gone through a lot of things. So um, to, to the whole staff at KSLR, God bless you. Thank you very, very much. This has really been 10 great years. And Paul is sitting here during the break saying, do you believe it's been 10 years? It just seems like a part of my everyday life now. Like it's always been and always will be, uh, but but it's only important um, to to uh, to us because of you, the, the radio audience. So thank you very very much for uh, tuning in. I, I know I said that in the first half, but I want to say it again. Paula, let's go to Alan from New Brunfels on line one. Alan, thank you for calling. You're on the air. Happy tenth anniversary. <laughs> thank you, I, Alan. I got- I got. Uh, I started listening in 2016, but uh, I I uh, I became a addicted to your answering <laughs> Bible questions. So uh, I just wanted to share that uh, your son Terry and her, his wife Lori are on my prayer list for oh, thank salvation. You. Thank you. And I have thank a you. question from your. Bible study last night uh, when King Ahab uh, tore up his tore his clothes and 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 acted like he was sorry you don't think he really repented uh, no I think he was scared there's there's a big difference Alan between being scared and repenting uh, because we know that he didn't change. You know, I think that's a great lesson for for everybody in the radio audience because we got a lot of people that make professions of faith and they go through the religious motions, um, but but their hearts never really change. And it will become clear as we go. It wasn't that God wasn't giving him the opportunity. God was being very, very merciful. Um, But, um, you know, this was a man completely given over to idolatry. He was a man who was controlled by his um, unbelievably wicked wife, 
Um, but but when he saw Elijah, um, remember after the prophets of Baal and 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 the rain when when Elijah said it's going to rain, uh, he was afraid. He had a fear of God. There was enough God in him to be afraid, and uh, he bought himself some time. But ultimately, it didn't result in in his salvation. What's what's really interesting: the two worst kings in Israel's history, Alan, um, are are Ahab and Manasseh. And uh, Ahab um, was had a fear of God. Ahab went through the motions, but didn't really change. Manasseh, who was even worse than than um, uh, Ahab was, Manasseh genuinely repented. And change. He instituted change uh, in his kingdom, and um, and we'll see Manasseh in heaven. So go figure. You know, one evil guy says, uh, "I'm sorry," but wasn't really sorry. And another evil guy said, "I'm sorry," and he made changes. And that's the important thing, Paul. As we go through uh, life, it's not just what we say with our lips, but it's the fruit that comes from our lives in repentance. Alan, thanks for the question. Now, I, I will I will share this with you, Alan. There there are some people who who are of the opinion that Ahab got saved, but I think when we get to Second Chronicles, I'm sorry, Second Kings chapters nine and ten, we'll we'll see definitively mm-hmm. that Ahab wasn't genuine in his repentance. Alan, thank you for listening since uh, 2016, and mm-hmm. God bless you. Appreciate it. Mm. All right. Yeah, and, and thank and mm-hmm. thank you for being a part of. Calvary Chapel of San Antonio. Thank you for serving, you know, at Malta. I mean, you're just a blessing. You're just a serious blessing. Thank you very, very much. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the post-vacation message, you're, you're kind of funny, not funny, um, that California was good for you as far as um, seeing just the weirdness. You know, we used to we used to go to California before we had they had in and outs here in San Antonio, we'd get off the plane and go straight to in and out, you know. And um, we don't really do that so much anymore, either here or there. I did have an in and out. We did have an yeah. in and out burger once. Um, but going to California um, was good for me as well because, you know, I got to watch, not that I want to see your heart break, um, but you're looking at people so differently than. And you see, before you were saved, before we were just one of the people, you know, just we're just as ugly and vile as they were. Um, but now your heart truly breaks for people, and your, you know, your eyes roam to and fro to see <laughs> who you can share with. Um, when you saw those kids standing in the line at that spiritist place, it was like. What you know? You can't, we were kind of dumbfounded actually, because we really didn't say much to anybody except to ourselves. It's like, look how just, they're just miserable, you know. Anyway, I'm saying well, all the, that. The, the audience, the radio audience, may not know what you're talking about. We okay. we were going to a bi- place of business, and uh, we saw this long line in front of a place, just maybe 50 yards in the, from the business we were visiting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and there was a long line of people ready to get in. They had a, they had a, a, a security guard there, uh, and you could just see there's balloons and all kinds of things. So I recognized it was a grand opening of some sort, mm-hmm. but I didn't know what. So we walked down and talked to the, the guy who was in charge of letting people in or keeping them out. And it's just it's a, what, what's going on here? He says, "Well, this is our grand opening, and we're we can't take any more people. We're we're already beyond what we can take, and these people in line are the last people that we're going to serve mm-hmm. whenever we get the opportunity." I just said, "So what is this place?" And he goes, "Well, it, it's it's a and I don't know the exact word he used, but it was it's it had to deal with uh, spiritism, something or another." Mm-hmm. And uh, Paula was reading the signs. They had tarot card readers and mm-hmm. crystal cleansings or whatever you could buy crystals and mm-hmm. and all those things and so i recognized clearly it was a a um a, 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 like new, a new age place mm-hmm. and i looked at the people in the line and my heart broke because there wasn't one of them who at least to me appeared to be more than 25 years of age yeah they were and, very young and all these people waiting to get in and i just thought i said paula they're looking 
this generation that we're so critical of, you know, they can't think and they, they, they've been brainwashed and they're, they're locked onto their phones. But, but they're looking for something mm-hmm. and they're not going to find it there. Yeah. And we've got to communicate when we get back home. We've got to communicate that, that there's only one place where you're going to find what you're looking for. The, the song that the Katinas did based on, on uh, U2's song, I Haven't Found What I'm Looking For, mm-hmm. um, it's Jesus. Yeah. And, and, and to see those kids in that line was both heartbreaking and heartening at the same time. Because if they're really looking, the Lord will lead them, mm-hmm. um, and and they'll they, they won't be able to avoid bumping into him. But yeah. but that was just unbelievably difficult to watch. Yeah. That yeah, and we got a chance to share with a lot of people and and talk to them. Um, but but California was it's just insane there. We're we're both native Californians. Yeah, it's so different. I mean, it's just it's so different. The be- the beach is still beautiful. The beach itself is That's beautiful. why we keep going back. Yeah, and I love the sound of it. Um, yeah, it's just really beautiful. The smell, Paula. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As soon as we pull up to the beach. Yeah, that's the only hard thing. When I smell it, I want, you know, it just makes me hungry for... <laughs> Everything. Anything. <laughs> yeah. What did you eat, California? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so I have to really, really, really watch it. But you said, you know, coming back from vacation that... Um, we recognize that the secret power of lawlessness is already at work, and yet, as Christians, um, we have to be ready to share, you know, our extra. The Lord wants us to have that extra life, that abundant life, like, you know, for us to walk around um, with our head held down and, you know, we're bummed out about everything. Like you said, it's heartbreaking, but it's also heartening at the same time. I think we need to keep that perspective. Um, the The world is just what the Lord said it's going to be at the end times, and so for for yep. us, it's it should be a time of we know this was is going to happen, and what you're looking for, you're not going to find it. It's not going to satisfy, which is what you said last night. You could have everything, and still it's not enough. You still want more. If you don't have it all you're not ever going to be satisfied. And even when you have it all, you're not going to be satisfied. Like you said last night, we had more money than we could spend, and yet we were miserable. If you don't have Jesus, yeah. none of that stuff is enjoyable. Or, or I mean, the lack of gratitude, the lack of peace in, in your heart, the lack of, of just an assurance of there's another place there's more to life than this and, and that's our real home this isn't our real home mm-hmm. you know paula when um uh, we we as christians we get involved with the things of this world and and i'm not advocating at all i don't want to be misunderstood i'm not advocating that we withdraw from the world this is where our ministry is um, but we we get involved like worldly people do in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want uh, we, we we want our politicians to win. We want things to go our way, and we get angry when they don't. And we go on social media and we argue with people who have differing opinions. As Christians, we simply cannot be like that. Yeah, we can't be like that because we're missing out on the opportunities to minister to those who are really angry. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just the way of the world. Mm-hmm. But when Christians are angry and when we're arguing with people, um, we've lost sight of the kingdom that we really belong to. And the, the message that I did when we got back from vacation um, centered around this, this Spanish word. It's actually a Mexican word, uniquely a Mexican word. It's pilon, and it means extra. Um, it's like the, the 13th donut in a baker's dozen. Don't talk about donuts, Pastor yeah. Ron. Come on. I just left California. I'm trying to leave some of that food and yeah. but throw some of these pounds off. It's just like that extra life. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it's like a little sugar. And and God wants us to have that extra life. And the only way we can have it is to have our eyes and our minds and our hearts focused on things above. That's why Paul tells the church at Colossae to set our hearts and minds on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of glory. Mm-hmm. Our, our minds, a place of decision. Our heart, the place of affection. And when as Christians, our, our hearts want worldly things more than they want the things of God. Um, that's when we begin to lose our way. 
And then, then we follow our hearts and our minds get changed. And, and so we just say, well, well, I've got to do something. And, and, and the truth is, Jesus just wants us to be active in sharing our faith. Yeah. And he wants us to live it so we have some basis of authority to share it with other people. And if we'll do that, God's promised all of us that belong life. Yeah. And, you know, all I want to do is I want people to, to um, see Jesus in us. And anything other than that has zero value. Yeah. I can vote, I can have opinions, but, but my, my opinions mean nothing relative to our position in Christ. Yeah. And, and we, we just spend way too much time, uh, Paula, as Christians, as a, as a conglomerate of Christians, we spend way too much time on worldly stuff. And I think Jesus is... Sort of, are you vague? Yeah, you know, not everybody was born a Christian. <laughs> We're all born sinners, and the Lord had to save us. And my one of my scriptures that I hear all the time is, "And such were some of you." I think too many of us Christians forget that we were worldly at one time. We were sinners at one time. Now we're all self righteous, and we can't look at people who are big sinners you know, unlike ourselves, and remember to say in our hearts, in our minds, such were some of us, but Jesus, he, he, he condescended to come down here and be patient with me. Yeah, he's the change agent, and, yeah. he, and he worked at changing each and every one of us. Yeah. You know, that's one of the things with going, listening to this show every day, you know, pretty much every day, I should say, um, that you can hear the questioners and listening to you who's answering it um, and you're using scripture, it's like, oh man, yeah. Let me take a step back and remember such was I. You know, I may not have done the same, like I was never a prostitute or anything. I used to think I had to have a big, big, ugly life to have a great testimony. The Lord would rather us not be like that, but a lot of people... You know, they lied, they cheated, they, they stole, you know, and the Lord had to save us from that. We need to remember that, not to beat ourselves up, but to remember. Okay, we got a couple callers, Paula, so let's take these phone calls. Uh, Ruben from Seguin first. Ruben, thanks for calling. You are on the air. Hello, good good afternoon, Mama Paula. Hi, I've missed you. Hi. I'm glad oh, to finally you. hear you back. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Pastor, like always, you know, it's a, it's a pleasure to meet you. Uh, uh, Mama Paula said it just just eloquently at the end, right? She said people. some people have a, a small testimony. Other people, like myself, we had to go through the hard way of doing things. But you know what? Nonetheless, the bottom line is God. We thank God mm-hmm. for changing us. We thank mm-hmm. God. Uh, for us, for and for me, for obeying him, and imagine that it just took one phone call for me driving from Houston to to Seguin, and it just took the airwave just to just to break in at that precise moment that God, because I was fighting with God, and I, that God just wanted me to hear the the correct word, and I've been hooked ever since. So praise the Lord. But uh, Ruben, do you, do, you, do you remember Ruben? Do you remember you were Anthony back then? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I feel so sorry. I'm like, Lord, please, I'm flying to a pastor. Please, <laughs> please, Lord. You know, uh, there's a reason why I'm lying. You know, there's there's, there's a, and, and you know what? There's there's a testimony in that because people do that. People say, "Well, Lord, there's a reason why I did it. There's a reason why." But I, yeah, I do. But thank God that the Lord worked, told me, "said You need to tell them the truth." And <laughs> one of your callers said that on Valentine's Day, I finally told you my real name. Do you remember that? Yep, that's mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So let me let me get you... to my quick question. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. There's one that said, "Oh, well, I'm in the Book of Ezra. I, I read it all, and." Um, Love it, love it, love it. Um, have a question though. Uh, was this 
they were going they they were going to rebuild uh Artaxerxes gave him the permission to rebuild the temple was this the temple that Solomon was supposed to fin- finished or was this another temple this 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 ruin was Solomon's temple that had been destroyed uh Nebuchadnezzar ah. destroyed it and and uh, Solomon um um it was the, the, the original Temple Mount. Now, Ezra is a contemporary of Nehemiah. And Ezra went there to rebuild the, the, the temple and uh, the walls were down. And so when you read Ezra, you read Nehemiah along with it. And Ezra was a godly man and probably was the author of Nehemiah as well. But this was the temple that was destroyed by Nebuchadnezzar and the Babylonians that was rebuilt. You know, uh, before I say goodbye, Ruben, one of the things I do want to say, you were talking about big testimonies and small testimonies. I think I can agree with you that those of us who have big testimonies are envious of the ones who have the small testimonies. And to us, having a small (laughs) testimony is a badge of honor. So thank you, Ruben. God bless you. And thank thank you you for for being part of our lives for these 10 years. God bless you. Thank Let's you. go to Scott from Von Army. Scott, thank you for being patient and holding. You're on the air. Good afternoon. How are you guys doing today? Scott, we're doing really, really well. Thank you. Thank you, yes. All right. Well, let me try to make this quick because I know you're about running out of time. Um, I was at a Bible study the other day, and uh, I wasn't leading it, but the leader in it just came out of the blue, but he started kind of going on about... Uh, uh, women are not to wear men's clothing and uh, basically relating it to them wearing pants in church. Anyway, I've seen a couple of the ladies who were kind of disturbed by the what was being said, and I kind of took them privately aside a little bit later and just kind of talked with them a little bit. But uh, I just want to get your take on, on that. I think I've, I've heard it in your preaching before, maybe in yeah. some of your past sermons I've listened to, but I just just to refresh my mind, and maybe if there's someone else out there that's uh, dealing with that issue, I just thought I'd bring it up. So God bless you guys. Yeah. Thank you, Scott. Thank, Thank you, you for giving me the opportunity to talk about this. Um, that kind of legalism, Scott, is offensive to me. Um, you know, um, the, the whole intent uh, of the Old Testament um, is is men should be men and women should be women. Um, but the idea that men wear pants and so women can't wear pants, um, the idea is 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 absurd uh, to extend the the application of that into well, women today can't wear pants. What what God is saying is simply that women should embrace their femininity and men should embrace their masculinity. Now, what God would say is an appropriate application to that is those men who are now claiming to be women and women who are claiming to be men, and and we can make. A, a, a literal and accurate uh, interpretation and application of that for New Testament Christians, but it has nothing to do with uh, women wearing pants. Um, it, 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 God doesn't care what we wear. God cares about where our heart is. And um, you know, I've had the same kind of um, objection. You know, well, well, you don't wear a suit and tie when you preach, Pastor Ron, and you let people come to church anyway. God only cares about the condition of their heart, and and you know that kind of legalism keeps people away from the Lord, and it's really Scott misrepresenting it. Now, Paula, we've had situations like this over the years where women who come from that kind of church. Um, they had such a, a misunderstanding of who God was that it messed up their entire walk with the Lord. We had one lady, when she let her hair down, it was almost like mid-calf. And she didn't like it. It was a a, a real pain. Um, And when you told her she she could cut her hair. Well, it was just a Bible study I was doing in 1 Corinthians. Mm -hmm. And she came up after the fact with tears in her eyes, and she said, did I understand you right, that I don't have to keep my hair this long? I could cut it if I wanted to? Mm -hmm. And I just hugged her and said, sweetheart, I am so, so sorry that God has been misrepresented to you. Yes, do what you want to do. If you want to cut your hair, 
cut it. Mm-hmm. And we've had the same questions with makeup and jewelry, mm-hmm. simply because people won't rightly divide the word. So, Scott, just very quickly, uh, th- thank you for being bold enough to take him aside and explain to him. But that's not a, it, that's not a leader. That's not a Bible study leader. And he has no business with that heart mm-hmm. leading a Bible study at all. And this is not a matter of opinion. Well, Pastor Ron, I just disagree with you. This is the word of God in the heart of God. And we, when we misrepresent God to people like that, um, there, there are consequences to that that I don't think any of us are willing to bear. So, Scott, thank you, and thank you for being a, a semi-regular caller here to the program, Scott. Mm-hmm. It's been great to get to know you mm-hmm. uh, on the air. Maybe one day I'll get to meet you face-to-face. Paula, we got just a couple minutes left. Thanks. Yeah, I think I know Scott. Oh, know. okay. I think I know Um just a couple of minutes left. Well, man, it's, we need to stand up and, and really be bolder. Uh, and when you were teaching that post-vacation message, I have in my notes, Paula, be bolder in sharing your faith. I'm like, well, I thought I was, but no, bolder in sharing your faith. And so, you know, I like the fact that I have the gift of encouragement and I'm a little crazy and, you know, I can say, are you saved? In fact, you had a phone call today, and, and usually I'll ask people, so, when did you get saved? You know, And they'll say, well, it was back in the winter of such and such, or whatever. This girl knew yep. the day. April 22nd, 2022. <laughs> That's when I gave my heart to Jesus. And so well, I was, it was really a pleasure to be able to pray for her and talk to her and yeah. welcome her into the family of God. Yeah, but I, I love asking people, not to put them on the spot, but... I'm of the age now that I don't have a lot of time to waste. You got to be their friend to make sure they're saved. So usually when I meet them, I say, oh, so how long you been a Christian? If they go, uh, I was like, well, today is a good day to become a Christian. That's bolder, right? Yeah, that's bolder. But I can say it in a way that I don't think they really take offense. Some kind of lean back like, wow, I'm just meeting you. (laughs) You don't even know my full name yet. Paula, thanks for coming back. You went, came back from vacation, came to work too? Oh, yeah. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Hey, thanks for tuning in, and really thank you for 10 years. Um, your faithfulness uh, is a blessing to us. May the Lord bless you and keep you. I'll be back tomorrow at 4 o'clock on AM 630 The Word. We'll see you then. Bye. Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapel's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh, celebrating our 10th year of ministry on AM 630 The Word. The Word to Stand On for Life airs every weekday afternoon at 4, and Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com. The Word to Stand On for Life is sponsored by Calvary Chapel San Antonio. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.